Good morning, good day, and good evening. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 149, and I think the first episode of 2023. So the EG episode goes up on the 29th. Yeah, this should be the first episode of 2023. So... I guess this is like a uh, Happy New Year's or whatever. I've, I'm recording this on the 22nd of December. So, look, the entire world could have ended by now and this is being seen by no one. I have no idea. It may not be seen on Twitter, considering the direction that Twitter has been going lately, um, which has been... Well, look, if I talk about anything involving Twitter, it's probably going to be so horribly out of date by the time that anybody actually hears this, because shit is changing so, so insanely quickly. Like, every other day, it seems like something new is happening. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, just before... Uh, before I get into anything actually important, just before I had one of the... It might be one of the dumbest conversations I think I've had in a very long time. But considering the person it was with, it makes a lot of sense. So, my housemate who I've streamed a couple of times with before, I don't think he's shown up at all like when I'm recording a podcast, but usually just off doing his own thing. I hear him yelling about, I don't know, something... Occasionally I'll hear him yelling about something he sees on YouTube and when he notices that like my door's open or I'm out of my room, he'll usually come to me to complain about something. Um, so <laughs> I heard him yelling something about how, how does this person not understand basic maths or how is this person so dumb? And I was, I was like, okay, sure, this is going to be something stupid. Let's see. So, my door was open, I was sitting here doing, you know, whatever it else we're doing, getting ready for the podcast or something, and he comes up to me and says, I've got a, base, a basic maths question for you, can you answer? I was like, okay, sure, whatever. What's 9 plus 10? Now, for the record, for the record, this is not a boomer housemate like I've lived with before. This is someone who is, like, a year older than I am. So, there's only one correct answer to what's 9 plus 10. It's 21. For anyone who needs, like, a refresher on on why it's 21, just go onto YouTube and type in what's 9 plus 10. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm explaining such a basic meme, but he had no idea what I was talking about. He, he just stood there confused. Like, what do you mean it's 21? I'm just like, it's 21. I just, no, no further explanation because it shouldn't need further explanation. You should have an understanding of why 9 plus 10 is 21. I would understand if I said to, like, said that to my parents or something. And they're like, why, why did this person say 21? Like, fair enough. You're in your, like, 40s and 50s. Perfectly reasonable. But... <laughs> If you're in your 20s and you don't know, like, that would be like if I, like, if I gave, I don't know, some other, some other, like, stupidly mainstream meme, like, 
if I said something about a troll face, for example, or Pepe, if you were, like, and this is someone who is, like, actively on the internet as well, so it's not like, you know, weird internet culture that he's just not heard of. Someone actively on the internet who is around the same age as I am, who doesn't know <laughs> one of the, or, like, if I point at your shoes and say, what are those? <laughs> just, like... How how are you this sheltered from what's happening around you? <laughs> like I don't understand at all. <laughs> so that uh that definitely um that definitely made my day, made my week, and uh you know gave me a gave me a bit of fun. That's for sure. Speaking of a little fun, um, this pelican back here. I'm actually pissed off that nobody's like pointed it out in a video like i've had this fucking thing sitting back here for like an entire week i guess the videos you're seeing now they're probably gone because this is my um this is this is a garden ornament okay in case you couldn't tell uh this is a garden ornament it's for my uh for my mum for christmas and i thought it would just be funny to put it in the background of my videos for a week. That was there in the background of the EG episode. It was there in the background of like six fucking videos and not a single person pointed out the pelican. No one. Usually when I have something dumb going on, like when I got the whiteboard, the second it was there, someone pointed it out. If I have a stupid pelican statue right here, how? How do you not talk about that? Like, why the fuck is there a pelican statue? Maybe it's because of the stuff I have back there that just no one cared about it. Just fucking point out the pelican. Stop ruining my joke. Stop ruining my joke by having no idea that I'm trying to make a joke. <laughs> Read my mind, damn it. Read my mind and <laughs> notice why there's a fucking pelican there. Oh, God. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, if uh, if I if anyone's still here and I haven't scared all of you away by uh, ranting about the pelican statue, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm usually like my family's usually like pretty pretty lazy. No, I don't know if lazy is the correct word or just it's not really been this major important event. Like ever since me and my sister have like become adults. Um, Christmas just hasn't been this, like, big event in my family. Usually it only becomes a big event when I go and see, like, my younger nieces and nephews who are, I think the oldest is, like, 14. So it's still in that range where Christmas, you know, does matter to some extent, especially, uh, especially in the case of, um, my, the, the niece and nephew from my half-sister because they don't have that much money so like if you give them a gift like you know it's a big thing um but for like my sister me my mom and my stepdad it's not real like christmas is usually just time of getting together and just hanging out because my sister lives near me she's like 10 maybe five minutes down the road like pretty close by but my uh, my parents they are like you know hour and a half drive away so it's not like a massive drive but it's a drive where it's far enough that it's like out of the way and you're not gonna do it that often because like you know three hour round trip and it, it's just kind of like it's far enough where it's 
inconvenient to go that entire distance, like, you know, every weekend or every other weekend, which, to be fair, to some extent, is probably good. Otherwise, they would be every fucking weekend. Um, but as for Christmas, um, usually gifts aren't that big of a deal. So I think my sister... I think my sister bought my parents, like, some, some like mixed nuts and chocolates and like you know they, they like snacks so snacks and all that stuff they will they will devour probably way too quickly this is for my mum because i don't know i could have i was thinking of getting her just a gift card for the uh for the virginia nursery and just like hey here you go buy something there yourself and then i saw this pelican and i'm like i want i want to buy it <laughs> I want to buy it because it looks stupid. It looks stupid and it's not that expensive. So, yeah. It does look kind of stupid if you look like dead on like this. Um, then for my stepdad, I did buy him a gift card. Uh, bought him like a gift card for a tool shop. Um, that's like, usually me and my sister just go halves in, you know, whatever gift card. So I think like a $100 gift card or something. And uh, I think for my sister, I don't know what my parents are getting her. Oh, right. She wanted like a multi-cooker or something. So like to do, you know, slow cooking, rice cooking, all that fun stuff in like, you know, a single thing. I think, I don't know what, if there's anything else, but I think my mom's buying me like a rice cooker or something. Or she was getting me a gift card to buy a rice cooker. I don't exactly remember. Um, and then for my sister, she doesn't know this, I guess, when I'm recording this, but by the time this is out i guess she would know because she would already have it um a while back i think like a couple of weeks back the uh the starter motor in her mazda some i don't know some mazda 3 or something i think it's a mazda 3 yeah uh her starter motor had died um luckily you know her partner is a mechanic so he could install the stuff, so labor isn't a big cost, but there's still the cost of the part. So I'm, I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just buy you a new starter motor. So it's not that expensive, it's like 200 bucks or something. Um, it's like, fuck it, you can have this, and then, I don't know, uh, you can feel like you have to repay me the entire year. <laughs> now, she's bought me, uh, bought me lunch enough times that I think I can justify just giving her the money for that like fuck it here you go enjoy enjoy your she already replaced the starter motor but like enjoy not having to like lose i almost spilt the tea on my keyboard In enjoy not having to lose money on your on your uh on your starter motor because it just died out of fucking nowhere like that's an annoying thing to go like when it's when it's a core part of your car that you can't live without, like, your fucking, I don't know, your battery or starter motor or something, that's just annoying. I drove my car for, like, two years with a... with the passenger mirror attached with duct tape. Like, that doesn't matter. But when it's your starter motor, you can't really get around, uh, <laughs> you know, that not working. As long If you want to, like, you know, go places and drive the car... So, I am predicting the future right now. I guarantee she's going to be like, this is too much, you don't take it. In which case, I'll just send her the money to her bank account. 
She's like, no, you take the fucking money. And she tries to send it back or just send it to her again. Like, just the money will pro- If she doesn't take it straight away, the money will probably bounce back and forth. Either that'll happen, or she will take the money and then go and buy some drinks, which is also very, very possible. And uh, knowing her, um, it's probably going to happen. Oh, also bought her boyfriend uh, some some white claws. <laughs> he's, he's drinking white claws. Like, you know what? Here you go. Here you go, mate. I don't fucking know what to buy you. Have some white claws and I guess enjoy those. And if you don't want them, I will take them because I like white claws as well. <laughs> but uh, I think Christmas Day, unless something changes, we're just having like a barbecue lunch and I'm probably going to get very drunk all day, uh, which will be fun. I'll enjoy that. <laughs> Actually, my sister's probably going to be the one who gets the most drunk, because knowing her, actually, she might make her boyfriend the designated driver, or make my mum drive her home. Either of those are very possible as well. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much my plan for Christmas. New Year's, I don't have a plan. I don't really ever do much for New Year's. I sort of just, like hang around, kind of just, like, chilling, basically. <laughs> Honestly, like, actually, what day is New Year's on? Because I, like, last year, I think I just played FF14 all night. Uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Wow, that's such a perfect day. Maybe there'll be an event somewhere that I go to. Let's see. New Year's Eve, Adelaide. Is there anything I want to go to? Uh, Masquerade Gala in Glenelg. No, that sounds fucking awful. I'm probably just going to stay at home and play FF14. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to stay at home and play FF14 and probably get drunk again. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Keep making my way through Shadowbringers. Uh, and, you know, chill. Maybe I'll stream that day on, like, the, the main channel or something. I was thinking of doing that earlier in the year. I was thinking of doing, like, a big event. And then I never got around to, like, planning anything for the event. So there's not going to be a big event anymore. <laughs> but uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year it'll happen. But it probably won't. I'll probably get to, like, you know, Dece November, December. Like, wait, I planned to do a big event this year, didn't I? Yeah. Where the fuck that go? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It do be what it do be, and it is what it is. <laughs> Speaking of it is what it is, though, um, I guess by now, if the rap trend on the Linux YouTube space is still going, I guess, I don't know why it's still going, but as of the recording of this, there is four that I know about. You have, obviously, the one from... Actually, for anyone who, hasn't, who didn't pay attention, um, DistroTube for whatever reason, decided to start a rap battle trend in the, uh, in the Linux YouTube space. Why he did this, I don't know. It's cringe. It's very, very cringe. But it is what it is. Um, and DT <laughs> directly called me out in this episode, or this, uh, in this video. So, like, you know what? Mate, you know what the fuck you're doing. You have no idea who you are talking to. I will take 
any stupid challenge and I will do it better than you are doing it. So that's what I did. And then I did, uh, I did mine. That was, I guess, yesterday? Day before. Day before yesterday. Um, and then DT, uh, actually, like, shouted this out. So it's now, like, almost 10k views. <laughs> it's at almost fucking 10k views for a stupid joke video. And I, the lighting I did for this was... I didn't have anything better to do. It's like, fuck it. Let's just do the lighting in the dumbest way possible. And honestly, these um these light bars I have, like, they they came in clutch. Like, this would have looked pretty bad. Also, the, pe the pelican is fucking there. Down in the corner there. Stop. Stop, Brody. There you go. Down here. The pelican's there. I was thinking of, like, trying to light it up in some way. I couldn't... I couldn't think of a good way to do it. But um yeah, these these lights these lights definitely come in clutch. Like I can just be like, "Oh, hey, they're going to be fucking blue now." Oh, it's not even the modus I mean to put them on. They'll be like, you know, they're this one and they do this thing. It look just looks really dumb and really cool. Um is it that color? Yeah, that's the one. These you know, these these were a dumb purchase, but for doing this, they actually worked out pretty well. Um, and then for the lighting, like, on my face, I just didn't turn on one of the lights. <laughs> like, it looks... It doesn't look great. <laughs> it really doesn't look great. But it works. It functions, technically. Like, you know, at a, you know, basic level, it functions. And that's, that's all that matters. Um, then following that one, I believe Nephites came out next. Um, Nephite has a very small channel, so, uh, makes sense why you wouldn't have seen this one. Does he have any comments on this? Just 22 views. Oh, no, he does have some... Why did this break? I had this working before I started recording, and then it decided to break now. Stop it. Uh, here you go. So you got this one from Nephite here. Uh, that's only got 22 views right now. Oh, I guess Bugs Riders came out first, didn't it? Oh, well, I got it in the wrong order. Uh, also, there was the Bugs Riders one. Uh, here you go. Disclaimer, it's a joke, seriously. Actually, on this one, I left a comment. I think he might have pinned it. Yeah. I said, I guess I have to delete my channel now. Um, and it responded by saying, so glad you took it lightly. I was afraid you might get offended. Actually, why did I put the name on that drinking it? I love, <laughs> I love the amount of work you did. I learned a lot from you. Now go on. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, I didn't read that bottom part there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to fucking delete my channel, mate. Um, but yeah, this, I, I would say this is actually, like, really good. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot he had the clip. From DT's gun video. But he, like, he brought in clips from, um, from random videos like this. There's, like, a Mr. Robot clip. I love that the picture he used is this ancient picture from my GitHub. Like, this is such a bad... I, like, I thought it was a good picture at the time. But looking at it now, it's such a fucking bad picture. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, my beard was a mess back then. It was way too short. It didn't connect even remotely. I think I was skinnier back then, but I was also just, like, smaller. Not just skinnier, but also smaller. Like, not as much, like, muscle mass and all that. Uh, and then the most recent one that I've seen so far is from Niccolo V, otherwise known as Niku Loves Linux Now. <clears throat> and his was actually... I think if I had to rate the lyrics... If I had to rate the, the writing, this is probably the best one. Because he actually has experience writing poems. So he understands, you know, how to write. He's not great at rapping, but he understands how to write. If I had to say the best one rap-wise, honestly, probably Bugs Riders. Like, I could say myself, like, haha, I'm so I'm so good at rapping. But like, if I'm not memeing, I actually think Bugs Riders might be the best. The best, I guess, spoken, the best rapped, however you want to describe it. And this one is the best written. That's before, you know, any others might come out. There might be another one that's out by now that I just haven't seen. I know that... I know that Ren was going to make one... He had one that was, like, in the works. I don't know if he was actually going to finish it. And a lot of people have been asking the Linux cast to do uh, to do one as well. Some people have been asking Nick from the Linux experiment to do it, which I think would be a fucking incredible experience if Nick did that. Um, I don't know if that's, that one's going to happen. A lot of people have been asking since the start for for Mental Outlaw as well. That's another one that I really doubt is going to happen, but I think it would be really funny if it did. <laughs> like, Kenny has done a lot of weird videos for his channel. Like, he started off like me, um, like me and Luke, where... It was just, like, purely Linux channel. Luke's now gone and do, like, Monero stuff. He's just a crypto shill at this point. But, um, but Kenny also does, like, workout videos from time to time, cooking videos. So it's very possible that someone could convince him to do a rap video as well. In, uh, in my video, I called out Bugs Rider in the Linux cast, specifically the Linux cast. Uh, sorry, specifically Bugs Rider, because I knew... His videos primarily shit posts. If anybody was going to do it, it was going to be Bugs Rider. Like if you go to his channel, I don't know if there's anything on here that isn't a shit post. <laughs> uh, why did he upload some random, some classic Japanese movie? See, this is what I mean. His channel just is is just a bit of everything. It's primarily Linux shit posting, but like even so. It's still just shitposting. <laughs> so I, I, I knew that I could probably convince him to do it. Um, and I'm happy I did. I'm very happy I did. And he tried to call out Luke as well. Uh, DT did in his video. I really doubt that... Um, I really doubt that Luke would do it. I, I would love if Luke Smith actually... Uh, actually made a rap video for the Linux space. But... Luke doesn't even uh doesn't even make Linux videos at this point anymore. Like last one he did was a month ago and then when was the other last Linux video? 
Uh, cooking, cooking, tech job. Uh, Vim? I guess this is tech... Oh, this one. The LF video. So technically, a month ago and then... Oh, I guess he did one about being at Linux Fest. Which is cool. Um... Oh, I missed one. This one. So five months ago. Five months ago, before this one, one month ago. Besides that, it's just like social commentary videos every so often. <laughs> I'm so happy this trend exists. Like it, I, I've said for a while that the Linux space is, I think it takes itself way too seriously. Like there's a lot of people that it's kind of just, if it's not serious, it's not good. And I just, I want nothing to do with that, basically. I, I, I like making the, like, you know, topical, serious videos and all that, but <clears throat> I feel like the Linux space is, for better or worse, like, five years behind, maybe in this case, like, six or seven, like, years behind the rest of YouTube. Like, if you look at the way that most people make their thumbnails, the way that most people shoot their videos and edit their videos, it's kind of following those trends from quite a while ago. <clears throat> In some ways, that's a good thing, because it does get a around, like, some of the... You know, if you've been and watched, like, mainstream modern YouTube, there is a lot of stuff where it's just like, this seems like it's garbage for this... And, like... You know, the, the constant zoom-ins and zoom-out. I'll use a zoom-in and zoom-out every so often. But when it's like, oh, what's going on, guys? It's like, stop it. Oh, God, I'm dizzy now. <laughs> like, when it's like that, can we just can we just chill? Like, bring it down maybe three or ten levels. Um, I don't mean going that far, but, like, there is... There's a lot less excitement in many of the Linux channels than I would like to see. I try to bring some of that into my own content. Because that is the style of... Generally the style of videos I tend to enjoy. Like... Like one of my... like Right now one of my favourite channels is like... William Osmond, for example. On the rare occasions he actually uploads something. Or... Uh, Michael Reeves. <clears throat> like I... I love channels like that. <clears throat> but there's just not that much... <clears throat> There's not that level of, not that level of energy in the Linux space, and I feel like, I feel like it could definitely, it could definitely benefit from <clears throat> more of that being brought in. And I've, as I said, I've been trying to bring some of that into my videos. As you know, I know I've been making videos for like three or so years or whatever, <clears throat> but I feel like only now I'm, you know, really getting comfortable on camera and really getting used to, you know, especially with the, the I think the podcast really helps, like, these, <clears throat> I guess, being more of myself on camera, it's not like I've been using a character all this time, I think the, the best way to put it is, it's kind of like, I am, <clears throat> I'm acting like Brody would act on camera, if that makes sense. It's not like this is, it's not like this is, this fucking dog, I don't know if you can hear it. Um, <laughs> it's not like this is, this whole separate thing that is nothing like me, but it's also not exactly the way that 
I would like, to, like, if I, I have an idea in my head on, <clears throat> like, how I would like to say something on camera, how I would like to act, things like that. And up until fairly recently, there's always been sort of a disconnect between that, where the idea I have in my head isn't necessarily what ends up, like, appearing on the camera. And the way that I, the way that I will portray myself, if that makes any sense. The thing, like, the videos obviously have helped there with the scripted format, but podcasts and live streams also just... The, the thing about that is even though it's a, it's a different format, it's still... Like, the podcast is just me. Like, I will project my voice, you know, slightly differently for the sake of the camera, because otherwise, you know, I'm just... Like, I, I tend to mumble quite a bit. Um, when I'm recording, I try to, you know, enunciate what I'm saying a bit more so you guys have any idea what I'm saying. I've already had enough people complain that, like, you know, my accent for some people is a slight... Like, people that are very English as a second language where... English is like, they are still very much learning it, have trouble understanding some of the, maybe not vernacular, but some of the ways I'm, that no, the other thing, that is vernacular. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I I'll act slightly differently on the camera, but I want to bring more of myself into how I'm talking, and that sort of, that repetition of doing the streams, doing these podcasts, speaking for hours and hours and hours with a camera and with lights on you definitely has um, has helped to, like, has helped to improve that. Like, some people are basically naturals on camera. You, like, stick them in front of it, stick them in front of some studio lights, and everything just goes well. They can speak exactly like they would, like, in the head, and exactly like they would in a regular situation. I found that for whatever reason, when that camera is on me, even if I'm doing, like, a lot of the time recently, I've been sort of running through parts of my notes prior to recording, but then as soon as I bring the lights on, and as soon as I turn the camera on, then things sort of, like, fall apart a little bit and don't, don't click into place the same way. Maybe it's that, like, that pressure of having the camera there. Or maybe it's just the fact that I don't sleep much. <laughs> that probably doesn't help either. Um, it definitely does. <laughs> yeah, that definitely doesn't help either. But <clears throat> that, that gap has been, that gap has definitely been closing over time. And I think especially, like, one place where it's definitely been getting a lot better, and I feel like it has... I feel like the quality of what I've been putting out has been better, is when I have a a guest on the show. A lot of my early episodes with guests on them, like, like after I started having uh, people that just weren't just my friends on, I feel like some of those early episodes were a bit rough. I didn't... I didn't know how to conduct... It's not just a conversation. Like, there's certain people I have on the show where it's just a conversation. Like, when I bring uh, Donald on, when I bring Ren on, I'm just chatting with them. Like, I don't treat that like a podcast per se. Like, I do have the topics and want to keep things rolling. Um, it's not like, you know, a Discord call with someone where it's like, we just sit there for half an hour not saying anything because we're just focusing on a game or whatever. Um, but... It's generally just, like, 
chatting shit the entire time, as opposed to having someone like... Uh, the first episode I had EG on, for example, and usually the first episode I have pretty much any on. I usually conduct that more in an interview fashion, trying to get certain questions answered. If, you know, a conversation starts flowing, I'm not going to stop that because usually that ends up being some of the better content that comes out of it. But when I am doing that interview style, that's not a normal way of speaking. So it's something you sort of have to get used to with those extra episodes. And that's another thing where I think I'm kind of getting it down. I definitely am not good at it. Like, go watch a a good, well-made podcast, like whether it's Joe Rogan or Lex Friedman or anybody else out there that you might enjoy. But I think I'm getting a rough idea of how to actually not just formulate the questions, but order them in a way that makes sense, uh, bridge between certain topics and bring topics back into a direction where I think that they're going to be, there's going to be something of interest there. Like, I think the episode where that kind of clicked with me the most recently would have been with the last episode that I had Lena on. Like, there are a lot of times where I was asking about something and managed to redirect it to, like, a certain direction where I feel like there would be a really interesting topic, which is not something that... Not something that I had done in some of those early episodes. Like, with the original DT episode. Actually, the DT one's an interesting one because... Because at the time, I was, like, such a big fan of DT. So it's not just me not being used to having guests on. It's also, like, a kind of... I guess... Star a starstruck situation, um, because I think that was like episode forty one. Uh, I should bring DT back on. That'll be fun. Um, oh god, oh god, look at these lights. I still have the exact same overlay. <laughs> I think I slightly modified it, but yeah, look, I'm so fucking awkward. I don't know what to do. Oh, just looking at my face here, it actually, it actually hurts me. Um, <clears throat> but I think also just listening to more podcasts had helped me with that as well. Just seeing how, not necessarily copying how other people are doing a podcast, but seeing what makes a podcast good. Because for quite a while, <clears throat> I kind of stopped listening to them. Um... Then I got really back into Joe Rogan, uh, usually listening at work and just, you know, not paying attention to what's going on at work. Because <laughs> um, I just put boxes on shelves. There's not much to really pay attention to. As long as I'm not running people's toes over, uh, it's usually pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but now that I am getting better at that, there are definitely... There are definitely some episodes that I, I've i got coming up soonish, like some January episodes, which I hope end up being, like, really, really good. I don't want to spoil who they are, because nothing's been set in, uh, set in stone just yet. All I will say is 
there's two episodes that I've got uh, like discussions going for. They're developers of applications where if you're in the Linux space, you've probably heard of them. It's not going to be, like, the biggest thing out there. Like, it's not fucking Richard Stallman. For it, before anyone's like, hey, are you bringing Richard Stallman on? Are you bringing Linus Torvalds on? No, not, not that kind of everybody knows about it. But it's software that if you pay attention, especially to the, um, the Linux YouTube space, you've definitely heard about it. I've made videos about one of these programs. I don't think I've done a video about the other one. But a lot of other people have done videos about the other one. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to be fun. I think it's definitely going to be fun because I want to pick their brains about why they made it and sort of what they hope to get out of it compared to what the community who uses it gets out of it. What's it like, you know, expanding an application not based on the functionality that you necessarily need because... I presume both of these applications were made because the dev wanted to do something that, <clears throat> you know, the software at the time that was around in that space couldn't exactly do. But rather than designing it based on your design principles there, expanding with other things that, um, that people want to see added. I'm being so vague that if you manage to guess it, there's only one person who watches this show who would actually be able to guess it. Um, actually, you know what, I'll, I'll give you, no, actually, I don't want to give you a hint there, because if I say, if I say who, then you'll be able to, you'll be able to go back to that episode and work out what we talked about and work out what they're, uh, what they're involved in, the, I, I, am I being, maybe, maybe it's actually making it easier now. I feel like I'm being vague, but I feel like I'm moving enough details now that you can kind of, like, work something out, because if I go back through the episodes I had developers on it's not that many episodes actually it's actually yeah no that actually makes it really easy it's just a matter of you knowing who the developers are and uh then working out what they're actually involved in uh but you, you'll see like probably the week after this episode or the week after that probably sometime in January February time that that's what I'm gonna say um, unless, you know, things come up and plans don't align, all that fun stuff. There's always going to be issues with, like, aligning stuff, especially when, especially when I'm dealing with, uh, with people that have vastly different time zones than I do, which is basically everyone I've had on the show. I think the only, besides the Australians, obviously those don't count because they're in Australia. Besides the Australians, I've had maybe two people on that were in a time zone near mine. Uh, Lena in Japan, and then Kai Hendry in Singapore. Singapore, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's an hour and a half behind Adelaide. I might be mistaken there. I'm going to double check, but that sounds right to me. Uh, Singapore time zone. Time zone. It is plus eight. Oh, it might be. It might be an hour and a half behind. Yeah, it's an hour, hour and a half behind when it's not daylight savings. I think. Yeah, because Singapore, does Singapore have daylight savings or is it only Standard Time? Uh, 
Okay, yeah. Singapore does not have daylight savings. So when it is not daylight savings, Adelaide is plus 9.30. Yes, that makes sense. Um, that's another person I want to bring back on. Kai Hendry. Is he, even, is he even making videos at this point? I have no idea. Um, let's see. Kai Hendry. He is on various... Various things. Yes. <laughs> On various, various random things that he feels like talking about. 11 days ago was the most recent one. I should bring Kai back on. That was a fun episode. Because <laughs> if anyone doesn't remember that one, um, the reason why I brought him on is, I think in a video, I think it might have been a video where he, he, uh, bullied me about my beard because my beard was pretty terrible back then but like you know what fuck it you're gonna bully me about my beard i'm gonna like hey come on to my podcast mate <laughs> let's chat if anyone wa look if, if anyone is gonna gonna talk shit about the beard come on the show let's fucking go we'll we'll duke it out mate <laughs> now that was a good ep that was like a chill episode just like I, I'm pretending like it was a fight. It wasn't. It was just like, I think chatting about suckless applications and just general Linux back then. Oh, that's another thing that I've gotten better at. Sort of selecting topics for particular guests. Not just like general things that are happening, but like if I'm bringing someone on who is more focused on, you know, like, Linux, for example, as opposed to general tech, then it'll be more Linux stuff. If it's someone who's like interested in gaming, then I'll bring more gaming stuff on and things like that. It tends to make a uh, a better conversation when you have something to base off. If if it's not like a general friend conversation, like when I have Donald on, fucking chat about anything, basically, just like, hey, you got a your your cat's pretty big. Look at that fucking cat. If you're not see, he's got a Maine Coon. It's a very very big cat. Just drop the fucking spoon. It's fine. Uh, you know, just wipe it off. Ten second roll or something. Just put it back in the teacup. It's fine. I won't die from drinking that. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've not talked about a single tech topic so far. And you know what? We're gonna... We're gonna continue that. Let's talk about something that... It, it's been long enough at this point. It's not gonna be, like, major spoilers or whatever... Um, the new Avatar movie, Avatar The Way of the Water, I think, I think it was, I think it was last weekend for me. Yeah, I think it was last weekend for me that I went and saw Avatar 2. So, how do I describe Avatar? Ab Avatar? Avatar. Avatar 2. So, the movie starts out, you know, sort of like the first... It basically continues on from where the first movie ended. The people are kicked off of the planet. Everyone in the Blue Monkeys are all living their life and doing that fun stuff. And then the people come back. And then the people are going to be evil. Um, but if you remember in the first movie, the, like, big antagonist dude, the, like, the, the military dude with the buzz cut, uh, turns out he didn't die. 
Well, he did die, but they made a clone of him before he died. So now he's- he is the antagonist again, but this time they brought him back in a, uh, Navi body. So, he's now faster and stronger and all that fun stuff. Um, the people come down, they're basically doing the exact same thing the first movie was about, trying to get resources off of, uh, Pandora and all that fun stuff. Uh, but there was, like, I, I think it was, like, a 10-year time skip or something. It was definitely a large time skip because now, um, Jake has three kids that are his, one adopted kid, um... And then there's this human that was left over that was, like, too young. I think it was the uh, the Colonel's kid was too young to leave Pandora in, like, cryostasis. So he's now stayed on the planet and is being raised by Jake in the Na'vi. Um, and he, like, acts a lot like the Na'vi kids as well. So all of that happens. People come down to do their thing. They The humans tried to attack the um, the tribe that... Jake was now the leader of, because at the end of the, the first movie, he became the leader of them. Maybe it was the, sometime in this... Either way, Jake is the leader of um of the Blue Monkey tribe. At least this Blue Monkey tribe. And he realized that the only way to keep them safe is to leave. And this is how we get into the way of the water, because he decides to leave the, uh, the forest people and go live with the ocean people, who are basically... Um... Basically the same, but now they have, like, fishtails and they can, like, you know, swim better. See if I can find, uh, water navi. I'll see if I can find them, because they're, like, a slightly different blue colour as well. Uh, do-do-do-do. Can I find one of the, the new guys? Yeah, here's one of the, here's the tribe leader. Yeah, this'll work. Um, here. So, like, a slightly uh, more cyan blue. Um, and they have, like, all face paint and all this stuff. Different face paint. It's more, like, it's more... It's more tribal. Like, it, it's what you think of as, like, a tribal tattoo as opposed to the the forest people where it was more, like... More, like, war paint. It's just, like, simple lines and stuff like that. And then they've got, like, fishtails to to swim um, better in the water. Uh, and they... they the kids that were with uh, Jake, they like, you know, try to, they all try to integrate with this new tribe. Uh, the kids get bullied because they don't have fish tails, they have forest tails, and like, how are you going to be able to swim with that simple tail? And pretty much the first, like, I would say the first hour and a half of the movie is basically a repeat of the first movie. So if you remember in the first movie where um, Jake was trying to integrate with the forest people, learning the ways of the forest people, how to, like, climb trees, how to hunt, things like that. Pretty much the exact same thing is being done here. So the kids learn how to use the, um... They're like the birds from the first movie, like the, the big raptor thingies, but they're, like, big eel thingies, and they swim through the water. Uh, they learn how to, like, breathe better underwater, slow their heart breath down... Heart breath? Heart breath. Heartbeat breath. Yes, those are different things. Um, do all of that fun stuff. And one of the kids uh, was told by Jake to like, you know, because they've been fighting the entire time, he was told to like make friends with them and, you know, get along and all that. 
So the kids don't like the 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 ocean kids don't exactly like him. Take him out of the like reef area where the village is set, where like they're all safe, out into the open ocean where the big fish and all that live. Um the kid that was there was almost killed by something in the ocean. Basically, it was a repeat of the... Do you remember the... I think it was like the... Were they like a rhino or something? No. No, it was the um, the, the dog thingies. Um, if I can find it. Avatar 1 dog thingies. Viper... Is that what they're called? They're called Viper Wolves? Uh, Viper Wolf Attack Jake. Um, I don't know if I'll ever find a good shot of it, but there was, there was a scene in the first movie where Jake was being attacked by them and then like some other thing comes over and then saves him. Um, actually, yeah, no, this is the thing that saves him. This is the thing that saves him. And then in the second movie, basically the exact same thing happens. So his kid was saved by this whale thing that attacked the thing that was trying to attack the kid. Uh, and then it's this, like, unlike this scene, though, in the first movie, where this guy just, like, disappeared, didn't really do much. In the second movie, the whale thing that was that uh, that saved him, that became sort of like a crucial part of the story. Um, and everyone was like, that's the, uh, that's the outcast. You must not go near the outcast. The outcast killed its family. And it's like, everyone thinks this, this whale thing is like this evil whale. And the kid's like, are you stupid? It's like really friendly. It's never, it, it's never tried to harm anyone. Um, eventually they keep going back and forth doing that. And, you know, they do the fucking merger thing like the blue monkeys do. Uh, turns out that the whale thing had killed something, but they'd thought it had murdered its family. What had actually happened is... So these whale things, they had vowed that they will be peaceful creatures. They will never attack uh, never attack the Na'vi. They will never attack people. They will just be peaceful. Um, and what happened is this guy thought that was stupid... Uh, because these whales aren't just, like, dumb animals. They are, like, smarter than the Na'vi. Um, the, this whale thought that was stupid. And when they got attacked by the humans, because these whale things, they've got, like, this liquid in their brain where if you drink the liquid, you become immortal or something or you live longer. I don't know what the justification was. But the humans are hunting them just for this, uh, this liquid. So... His family was hunted, and he was like, nah, bitch, and tried to attack them. Um, and that, like, he did end up killing some people, but because he was also in the, the kill site for his family, then everyone was like, oh, he must have killed the family. Surely the humans couldn't have killed the whales. The humans would never do that. Like, I, I don't... Like, it didn't make any sense why that was there. Like, he... It even had a, like, um... A little hook thing that had been shot at him by the humans. Like, it was really obvious he had been attacked by the humans. So, they all just, like, outcast him for some dumb reason. 
but then when it like came out that he actually was like protecting his family, they're like, "Yes, but he's still killed, and that's bad. You must not kill." It's like, what are you fucking talking about? So eventually, um, Jake's kids get kidnapped. They actually got kidnapped like three times throughout the movie. Um, so the humans found that Jake had run away and gone to the 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 ocean people. Um, started like murdering just random villages. And like, where's Jake? And they're like, that's a fucking forest monkey. It's not here. Why are you here? And he was like, that's not a good enough answer. And just burns their village down. Just starts killing all the whale thingies. The whale thingies are like their... They are like soul siblings. So every one of the Na'vi in this tribe is linked to one of the, uh... One of the whale thingies. Um... Yeah, that and it was, they were like distraught about them being killed. It's much like you know trees being burnt in the first movie. How what's her face? Jake's wife um, was like, "Oh my god, they're burning trees! How dare they burn trees?" Um, <clears throat> yeah, so pretty much just redoing the same uh, same stuff. Uh, Jake's kids got kidnapped, and eventually Jake fights the Colonel, and the Colonel dies, but he doesn't actually die. So throughout this entire time. Um, that human kid, who is the son of the colonel, he hated the colonel, but the colonel captured him right near the start and was using him as, like, a translator for the Na'vi trying to track down Jake. Um, and right at the end, when he could have left the colonel to die and, you know, gotten rid of the main antagonist, uh, he was like, "Mm, I want to save him. So Jake had, like, choked uh, choked the colonel out and he was going to, like, drown in the ocean. And... The, the kid, Spider, dragged him out. I was like, I'm going to save you. And the colonel was like, come with me, son. We will live together. And he's like, fuck you. And just leaves. But the colonel's still alive. Um, so it's just like, stop. Stop it. But that, uh, that other character, that, that uh, like adopted child, um, that was the child of Avatar 1. What was her name? Uh... The character that Sigourney Weaver was playing. Uh, Avatar 1, Grace. Yeah, here we go. So, she was the child of this girl. And for some reason, um, Grace was, like, in a coma. And no one understood why she was in a coma or how she got pregnant. So this kid is, like, kind of a mystery. They're like, this kid just sort of, like, appeared out of nowhere, basically, and it's just like, okay, well, uh, I, I guess she's here now. Um, but she's... They're very clearly trying to set up something with this character, because when, like... She acts really weirdly around the um around any of the Navi stuff. So when she like goes in nature, she'll enter like a trance and everyone gets really confused and worried about it. When she um when she merges her tail with the uh the spirit tree, uh she goes in like a seizure. And everyone's like, uh, I guess she has epilepsy. And and when that happened, I was like, okay, that's t- that's too human of an explanation. That's definitely not what the deal is. Um, 
my my feeling is she's probably like the the Navi reincarnation of Awa or something stupid like that. And my theory there is much later in the movie, she's able to like control where these plants are going and use them to so when Jake was fighting the colonel on the uh like at the end there, they're fighting on a boat. The boat was sinking and everyone got trapped in the boat. She used these plants to go and find her parents, find her sister, and I have a feeling that it's like if that's sort of the thing they're going for there. But I've got a theory for the way the um the way the next two movies are gonna go. So follow follow me along. The first movie, he got the support of the forest people. Now, the main animal of the forest people is a bird, okay? Birds fly. Okay, we got this. Second movie, he becomes the hero of the water people. Their main animal is like the squid thing. It swims around, okay? Water. So we have, we have two things. We have air and we have water, okay? Now, we don't have a tribe that uses a land animal, okay? Earth. And then, let's say there's a tribe that is more destructive, that lives with the fire, lives near a volcano. The fire tribe. Air, water, earth, fire. I have a feeling that Jake is going to become the hero of these four tribes, and what I'm saying here is the story is going to, like, loosely follow Avatar The Last Airbender. If you couldn't tell, that's what I'm doing here. I don't want this to be true, but I have a slight feeling that the next movie is going to be called The Way of the Land. <laughs> it better not be called The Way of the Land. But... I have a feeling it is. <laughs> and if it comes out and that's the name, I am going to lose my shit. It is going to be so funny and it's going to be so dumb. It's going to be so, so dumb. But I feel like I'm right. I feel like there's no way I'm not right about this. <laughs> so James Cameron... Tell me, is it going to be called The Way of the Land? Are we then going to have The Way of the Fire? <laughs> All I hope is it doesn't take another fucking 10 years for the next movie. The one thing I sort of like, you know, skipped over there, because I can't really explain it in text, you sort of just have to watch it, is the water is very good. So when I went, uh, when I went into this, I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just go into it blind. I watched like two minutes of the maybe like a minute of trailer stuff. I hadn't even watched the full trailer. I was like, okay, whatever happens, the CG is gonna look good. And you know what? Ignoring the fact the movie is basically the first movie. Yeah, 
the CG was actually pretty good. It was it was Avatar. It was better. Like some people were saying, oh, it's not much better than the first movie. It's definitely much better than the first movie. The water looks really good. When they have close-ups of faces, like you can see the pores on their faces. It looks really good. But even so, unlike the first movie, it's not this... It's not this giant spectacle, because really good CG is something that we're kind of used to nowadays. Like, when the first Avatar came out, like, what year was that? Um, Avatar 1, 2009. Let's have a look at what 2009 movies existed. Uh, Wait, what? You know what? Let's go... Let's go Fast and the Furious. What? Fast and Fu- Fast and Furious was that movie. Okay, that's actually a good-looking movie. Back then, they did practical effects, though. So, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Um, let's have a look. Feature film released between 2009... Uh, ...01 and whatever, the end of the year. A Christmas Carol, Inglorious Bastards... Find something that had a lot of CG. Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince even being, like, a massive movie. The CG, you know, compared to what Avatar had, you could clearly tell there were, like, when you put as much money as Avatar had put in, it makes sense that it looks a lot better. Uh, Watchmen, Sherlock Holmes... Uh, let's see. Or 2012. 2012 came out that same year? Fucking hell. Like, compare the CG in that. It's got a 5.8. Yes, lovely. Great movie. Go watch 2012. It's awful. Um, but because we're kind of used to the CG that exists now, it's like, if you go watch anything that, any of the Marvel movies, for example, like, the CG in, like, we can talk about the shitty story that every Marvel movie has, and it's the exact same story, but no one walks out of those movies saying the CG looks bad. It's just that incredible CG is kind of just now the standard. It just kind of, kind of is what it is. So when you see incredible CG like Avatar 2 has, it's just like, okay, is. It's just more incredible CG that... It's just more incredible CG. But I do think... <laughs> do you know how the movie came out in 2009? <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution came out in that, in that same year. Oh my god. I never actually watched that. I should do that. I really, really should go watch Dragon Ball Evolution. Just, like, getting really drunk and watch it. It seems like it'll be, uh, terrible. <laughs> but, hey, maybe you could have some fun with it. Possibly. Poss- probably not, but possibly. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, um, I think you should go and watch Avatar 2. Don't have... Don't... Like, set your hopes through the roof. Go into it knowing it's... 
basically the first movie, but now about water. If you do that, I think that you will have a... You won't have an exceptional time, but you, you won't feel like you've wasted your time watching this movie. It'll be like, this is a movie where... If, if you were, like, you know, at your parents' house and they had the TV turned on and there was an airing of Avatar 2, you would probably sit down and watch it. But if you were asked, like, hey, let's put a movie on and you can pick anything, Avatar 2 is probably not going to be on that list. It's, a, it's an enjoyable experience, but... Yeah, it, it's an enjoyable experience, but that's pretty much... Pretty much where it ends. So I have no idea if it's going to make back the money that it spent. Because what was the cost of that movie? Oh, the budget. Wait, but the budget was only two. Wait, the budget is 500 million? Or is it more? I've, I've seen numbers thrown around all the way up to like two billion dollars. I don't know how much this actually cost, but I have no idea if they're actually going to make back uh, back money on that. Because how much has it made so far? Box office. Uh... The way the water's box office total is already impressive. Let's see. Avatar 2 is on track to beat its predecessor's opening... Uh, in the United States, made $434 million globally. Huh. I keep seeing this right here. <laughs> TikTokers are exploiting a dumb AI to generate giant anime boobs. Let's see, what is this about? What? What the fuck is this? Okay, you know what? <laughs> I don't know whether I want to read that, actually. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, go watch it. Um, You know, I watched... I didn't watch the 3D version. Apparently, the 3D version's really good. Um, But I couldn't say. I didn't want to wait, like, an extra half an hour to see that screening. So we're just like, fuck it, let's just watch the non-3D version. <laughs> uh, Maybe it'll do better. I don't know. I could go back and watch it again. But also, it's three hours long, and that's a lot of time a lot of time for a movie that's like at most like a seven maybe a maybe a six and a half a seven it's a good movie but like it is what it is um speaking of it is what it is there was this article floating around the verge did that a bunch of other people have talked about that i think i've got a video that should be out on now some probably about uh steam deck questions and a possible Steam Deck, uh, possible Steam Controller 2. Um, the Steam Deck may never be considered a stable console. Don't care about that. Uh, easy to replace battery. Band-Aid for a noisy fan. Most of this is just nonsense I don't really care about. Uh, Valve hopes the Steam Deck will inspire new Steam boxes, but it probably won't build them itself. Before the Steam Deck, there was there were Steam machines. Valve's failed attempt to bring your gaming PC into the living room by offering a gaming PC 
uh, but from gaming PC manufacturers a controller and early Linux support. Now, the re okay, the reason why the Steam machine failed isn't because, like, isn't because. No, you know what? The entire reason it failed is because Valve did it at the wrong time. If Valve, okay, the reason why the Steam machine failed is because Proton didn't exist. When, if, if you forgot the timeline, the Steam machines came out like three years before Proton existed. If you wanted to play, like this was, wasn't long after Steam coming to Linux. So there was basically nothing to play on it besides a couple of indie games and like a tiny couple of AAA games. But it, I think a lot of them were like a little bit older as well. That's the reason why it failed. Like, I play all of my games on Linux now, with the exception of a couple of things I play on my PS4. Besides those games... Yeah, it just... Like, you can play games on Linux now. Like, you can just play games perfectly fine. If people were to build a Steam Machine-style system now, it, you know, it wouldn't actually go that badly. Um, Valve is still working, making the uh, deck SteamOS available for other manufacturers' PCs, and it hopes they'll carry on the torch once done. I know there is the, um, the Hollow OS project, which does make the SteamOS usable on, um, other things, but Valve never, like, officially got something released. Um... Yeah, so this is the way you run Steam Deck on things that are not a... Uh, Steam OS on a thing that is not the Steam Deck, because Valve still hasn't made it a uh, general OS, even though they're going to do so <laughs> like a year ago or something. Um, Once it's widely available, not only are we excited to see other manufacturers making their own handheld PC gaming devices, we're excited to see people make their own Steam OS machines, which could include small PCs they put next to their TV, says Yang. Um, if you're not using a Steam Deck, should you, should you use SteamOS? Is there anything SteamOS offers that makes sense on a non-Steam Deck system? I don't, I don't really know to be honest. Like, I don't really think there is. Like, if you installed, because all SteamOS really is, is a, it's a, Immutable version of Arch Linux. But if you wanted to game on something like, you know, Fedora Silverblue, for example, your experience would be basically the same for a desktop system. Or using a a non non immutable distro, like a uh, Pop OS or something like that. I'm sure other manuf would other manufacturers use it. That's the question. Because if like for just you running it by yourself, like you can just go and use it. But if someone was selling a device, I don't know if Valve would end up charging like licensing fees to call it SteamOS. Hmm. I'm I'm not sure how that would go down. I I've not looked into their contracts or anything like that. 
Uh, we're doing our own experiments, but also love to see, I love to work with third parties, see what they would bring to the uh, table as well. Uh, Yang adds, the Steam Deck Doc might already be the missing link for those seeking a living room game console, and he points out the work that Valve put into UI scale. I actually know that's fair. That's fair. Um, the what's the compositor? GameScope is that what I think that's the that's the compositor they use on SteamOS. Um, GameScope is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I was right. Um, GameScope. This is the compositor they use. This might actually be the one benefit you get running SteamOS on a regular system. However, you don't need to use SteamOS to have GameScope. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, GameScope is just in the standard repo. Is it standard repos? Yeah, the standard repos on Arch Linux. So, that's not really the thing that matters. Um... I can't think of any other reason why you'd want to do that. But here's another thing. So there has been... It's been known for a while that a second-generation Steam Deck is probably going to exist. There's not been, like, public sales numbers on how the... Uh, the like, how the current Steam Deck has done so far, but there's estimations in the range of over a million units, which definitely doesn't make it one of the best-selling consoles of all time, but also doesn't make it a, like, you know, flat-out failure. Um, home console... Also, there's been nothing confirmed. Um, so, uh, this is best-selling game consoles, including handhelds. Um... So, if it has sold a million-ish units, like, it's very low down the list, it would be above the Atari Lynx, which, you know, isn't great, but for a first-generation system, is not the worst. It could be worse. And also, that's only if the numbers are accurate, and also the Steam Deck has not... It's not got worldwide sales, and it's not got sales with, uh, as, like, just general buy. So, that, that number doesn't have to, like, does really have to be taken with a giant grain of salt, even if it is accurate. Like, you can't judge small market sales based, like, against entire world sales and say, hey, look, it didn't sell that well. And it's just like, well, yeah, but it's also... It wasn't being sold in, like, Asia yet, for example, which Asia is a giant handheld market, so I expect it to do pretty well there. I would like it in Australia as well. Please fucking sell it in Australia, Val. Let me give you money. Because um, I don't want to import it from, like, America or whatever. Um, I, I could go and do that. I've actually had people offer to, like... Like, they either they've got a Steam Deck or... If I buy one, they'd be willing to, like, send it to me. But I'm I'm more than happy to wait. I just don't want to have to wait. I want to be able to just buy one. Uh, but the, the thing I was getting to here, people have asked, like, they, they know a second-generation Steam Deck's coming. The question is whether, like, a, a Steam Deck Pro, a Steam Deck Plus, or whatever you might want to call it, like a... Not a... 
full generational hop, but you take what the Steam Deck is and then maybe give it a slightly better CPU, maybe give it a slightly better screen, um, better sticks or something like that. They've said, at least this specific engineer, um, Pierre Lou Griffiths, who is one of the like core guys in the uh, the Steam Deck team, has said they don't want to do a uh, a pro right now. The fact that all Steam Decks can play the same games and that have and that we have one target for users to understand what performance level to expect when you're playing, and for developers to understand what to target, there's a lot in a lot of value in having that one spec. I think we'll opt to keep the one performance level for a little bit longer and only look at changing the performance level when there is a significant gain to be had, which I think is probably probably the best way to deal with it. Like, one of the nice things about, you know, gaming on a console, at least prior to the PS4 generation, was you bought a console and you knew that everything you played on that console would perform in a certain way. Like, there's no... There's no... There's no guesswork there. If it's on the console and the game's not made by an idiot, it's going to perform in a certain way. Then when the PS4 generation came out, you had the PS4, the PS4 Pro. And that wasn't just like, you know... There's always been the slim editions of consoles. I don't know when the first time that happened was. I don't know if there was a slim PS1. It might have been the PS2 generation that started with. I don't know if it happened on the Xbox side either. I don't think so. Because there was the, the, the big fat PS2 and the PS2 Slim. I had the PS2 Slim. Um, but that's not a fundamental performance change, assuming that they didn't break the cooling, which you know, wasn't a guarantee. Um, <laughs> assuming that, like, the heart, like, the, the core CPU, GPU, all that fun stuff, like, that's the same. It's just changing the form factor it's in because we can manufacture it better. We can redesign it to fit in a smaller box. That's pretty much always happened. But it wasn't until the PS4 generation where you really got, like, Basically two generations in one. Like, the PS4 and the PS4 Pro are completely separate systems. Like, there are some games where on the PS4 they do 30 FPS, PS4 Pro they do 60 FPS. That is a night and day difference. Like, that goes from barely playable to functionally playable. Like, that that's not the same console at that point. And that's probably... I'm honestly surprised it hasn't continued. Wait, is there a difference on the Xbox side? Wait, no, actually, I was going to say it hasn't continued, but it has the uh, PS5 doesn't have that. It has the digital and non-digital, but doesn't the Xbox have that with, like, the series... The series series? There's, like, a yeah, Series S and Series X. Um... versus X performance. But yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. 
The X and the S have a lot in common, but which is for you? Uh, performance. Yes, yeah, so the S is the lower tier of the X. Right. Um, but the PlayStation side hasn't done that. But the S and the X were there since the um the start of the generation, if I recall correctly. I I don't yeah I, I'm pretty sure they they were announced together. Yeah 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 I'm pretty sure that's the case. But I'm I'm happy it hasn't happened on the uh, PlayStation side at least just yet. And I think a big part of that is the fact that for a, like, quite a while now you just haven't been able to buy one. Like it's only fairly recently where if I go to Amazon right now, I should just be able to buy one if I want to. Let's just double check. Uh, yep, there are just PS5s for sale. Which, if if I was doing that like a year ago, that like I've been following this uh, this Twitter account. There's like a Twitter account in basically every region for this, where it's like it tracks the um the availability of PS5s, Xboxes. I pretty much that Switch has always been like available to buy. Um, and it will, like, alert you when it's gone for sale. And a year ago, a lot of the time when those sales happened, it would be sold out by the time you get to it. Like, it's there for five minutes, and it's completely sold out. But it's gotten to the point now where I can just go to Amazon, and it's just, it's just for sale. Like, I remember when I was looking a while back, and you'd go to, like, EB Games, for example, like, on their online store, which is, um... Uh, GameStop in the US, and in the PS5 section, there was not PS5s. Like, the PS5 section had PS5 games, but there wasn't an option to buy a PS5, because they just didn't sell them. They didn't they didn't have them, didn't sell them. <laughs> like, it just wasn't a thing you could do. <laughs> it's just... Oh... When did the PS5 come out? Like, it, it's been so long since that came out. Came out... Release date? Like, four years? Two... 2020? Really? I thought it came out... I thought it was before that. Wait, wait, what is this? PS5 starting at $399, $499. That is the um that is the US price. What is the Australian MSRP? Australia MSRP. Uh no, I don't want to know the current price. What did they announce it at? Cuz I think it was announced at like 600. Which I was already looking at being like, this is a lot. And then, you know, <laughs> you go on from there and it's just like, well, fuck. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? There is a PS5 on eBay. I don't know if I'll buy a PS5 from eBay. For 700 That seems like it's the cheapest right now. There are, Oh my god. There are still people that are trying to flip 
PS5s on eBay. What the fuck? A lot of them are just selling at retail. Like, literally, uh, they're not going crazy above anymore, which is good. Probably because you can just buy them new. Well, there's even one here that's... Oh, this is bids. I'm not showing it because I, my dress is probably going to appear on the screen. Um, there's even one here at $400, but it's got, like, bids open. Hmm. 600 Most of them seem like... Ah, uh, mate. I'm going to show you a picture. You... I... I don't know if, if, if you legally own these. This looks like you're in a house. And you have eight PS5s here. Now, uh, you say trusted seller. You have 73 ratings on eBay. I don't know whether those are stolen or not. Because I have a feeling they might be. <laughs> I find it very sus that you have eight PS5s just in your kitchen. Hmm. Hmm. And it's the only thing you have for sale. Like, this isn't a... This isn't a, like, big seller. This is someone who's selling one thing right now. Hmm. Really makes you think. And everything I'm seeing in here, like everything in the reviews, is about PS5s. I have a feeling they actually are getting them. Oh, there's one in here about an Xbox. X okay, there's two in here about an Xbox. Hmm. All you do is sell consoles. New in-box consoles. Hmm. Really makes you think. Oh, God. Look, it may be someone be completely legit. However, however, I am also very aware that there are people that will steal stuff and will sell it. That actually reminds me of a thing I saw the other day. I was um, out getting... Uh, out getting Christmas presents for everyone, and uh, where I was, like, the fire exit for one of the stores was near the exit of the like, like actual shopping center. So this person had a trolley full of, like, toys and other stuff. Presumably it's, like, Christmas presents for their kids and other kids and all that. This person... Firstly, they're stealing an entire trolley worth of stuff, so they're not exactly the brightest. Um, they're also not very bright because of the way they went about this. Firstly, going through the fire exit sets off the alarm, so everybody pulled out their phone and started recording this person. Then, this is where it got extra dumb. Now, usually when you're... Uh, as someone who is well-versed in... I'm not well versed in stealing stuff. As someone who has a functional brain, um, if you're going to steal a trolley full of stuff, I would recommend against putting your car in a spot 
where everybody can easily see your number plate. Preferably even cover your number plate. Like, temporarily cover it. Or use a... Like, you can get number plate flippers. You can buy them on fucking Amazon. They're very illegal, but you can get them. So this person had their car parked at the first parking spot near the store. Okay? So everybody who was recording this person, who saw their face, then pointed their phone at the number plate and at the car. So I think like seven people got a very clear picture of this number plate. And they, this person struggled to get everything in their car because their trolley was like completely full. They were there for like maybe a minute and a half just trying to get shit in their car. And eventually like the, the workers from the store came out like, oh shit, stuff was stolen. They're, they're minimum wage workers. They, they, were, they weren't going to like chase this person down. But they're like, oh no. Stuff stolen. What will I do? And everyone was standing there like, here, has, here's the number plate. Like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just send it to the police then. Um, this person wasn't very bright. My recommendation, park further away or use a number plate flipper or cover your number plates and cover your, maybe cover your face. You know, when you're walking around the store, people will be able to, uh, work things out. Maybe covering your face isn't the important part, but at least, at least cover your fucking number plate. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing? This is basic stuff. <laughs> how? How are you this dumb? How do you, how do you put yourself in a position where everybody, like, this person will have had cops at their house an hour later. <laughs> like, they've done such a bad job at stealing this stuff. I don't know how they... Unless the car was stolen, which is also a possibility. If the car was stolen, then maybe they actually had a functioning brain. But I I really doubt it. I think this was just actually their car. <laughs> also, they didn't have a driver. So this person was shoving everything in the car and then had to start the... Like, shuffle around, find their keys, and start the cars. <laughs> Oh, man, the thieves that live around here are not the brightest. Like, they need to learn from, like, you know, the uh, San Francisco car thieves and postage thieves how to actually steal shit. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Go watch the most recent version of uh, the Mark Rover... Mark Rover, not Rover. The Mark Rover Glitter Bomb, the 5.0 version, the... Upgraded to the absolute fucking extreme version, uh, which now has drones. <laughs> it now has fucking drones. But I didn't know this. Apparently, San Francisco is like the the car theft and car breaking capital of the world. Like it, it I, I, it's kind of crazy. I, I didn't know it was that bad there, but. When he was setting stuff up for this video, people were stealing shit within like 10 minutes. Like, he just puts the box there and 10 minutes later, someone's broken into the car already. Like, what? What is going Like, how? How is it that bad? But those people were like, you know, many of them were dumb, but 
at least a little bit brighter than these people. They were like, you know, covering their face, wearing hoodies, wearing indiscriminate clothing. This person also was very, wearing like really obvious clothing. I think it was like a branded t-shirt as well. Like if you were asked to point this person out, you would spot it pretty much straight away. <sighs> Maybe I don't want the thieves to be smart. Maybe I don't, because that would give me... If the thieves are dumb, it gives me content. <laughs> Every... I see the world through the lens of content. Everything is content. We must... We must exploit... Exploit every event that happens in our lives. <laughs> but yeah, if you've not watched the, um... The new Mark Rober Glitterbomb video, do go and do so. Or, you know, the way I watched it, which is like the way I watch pretty much... Like most most of the content I watch at this point, which is I watch it through the form of a reaction video. <laughs> In this case, a reaction video from um from Asmund Gold. I I don't know why I just enjoy reaction videos. Maybe it's like maybe I enjoy the the parasocial nature of this conversation sort of thing. Like, you know, you can just watch the video, but if you watch the if you watch a reaction, you've got this discussion from the creator and, like, they're sort of saying things that you're saying if they're a creator that you agree with in many ways. I don't know. Also, when you watch an Asmund video, or an Asmund reaction video, you take, like, a regular... I think the Mark Rober thing was 18 minutes long, and at the Asmund Gold version is... Oh, it's not that much longer. It's only 28 minutes. Usually when there's a 20 minute uh, video that Asmund reacts to, it's like, ah, oh, hour long video. <laughs> so if you just have it on in the background, which is usually the way I'm doing stuff, not when I'm editing videos, but when I'm doing like thumbnails, uh, when I'm doing some lightweight Japanese study, um, usually I'll just, or like, you know, doing something that's kind of monotonous in a game or something like that. Usually I have some sort of, background uh background audio on or especially when i'm like uh working out every morning i generally unless i feel like crap in the morning i will uh get on the bike for like 20 or 30 minutes i usually do some kettlebell stuff as well um and i am not as much of a fucking uh i i'm not you know really hardcore like goggins where it's like the music will not the music will not exist when you actually need when you need to work you must fight through the <laughs> fight through the pain without the music i i'm i'm not going to do that i'm just going to listen to music i'm going to listen to podcasts i'm going to watch an asmund gold reaction cuz it makes it go by much faster the the cheat to doing stuff on the bike and i actually think i i've not got a um bike mount for my phone but just Listen to something entertaining. The real cheat is watch a movie. If you watch a movie when you're on a bike, you will not pay any attention to being on the bike. You could, like, you know, go at a good pace. Like, not a slow... Obviously, you're going slow. Like, that's another thing. But going at a good pace, you'll just not even realize that, like, half an hour, an hour has gone by, and you'll be just drenched in sweat. <laughs> I wanted to get myself into a, you know, reasonably good shape before summer happened. That didn't happen. Um, I'm definitely in a better shape than I was. 
the the best shape I was in was okay. Best shape weight wise was when I was on when I was doing keto, but I also wasn't working out as much. So I was skinny back then, but I feel like I, maybe I was too skinny back then. Um, I've never been in a position where I was like overweight or anything. So that's never been a concern for me, but I would like to be like, you know, uh, more, more shredded, not like liver King doing $10,000 of, uh, of testosterone, human growth hormone, a bunch of other shit. Not, not that level of shredded, not the rock level of shredded where you're doing probably just as much, um, normal person physically active working out every day sort of uh sort of shredded especially when i'm in my 20s because if i get that when i'm when i'm young maintaining that as i get older is going to be much easier than you know i i have a lot of older family members who as the years go by, and you probably have seen much of the same, as the years go by, they let their weight go, and eventually in their 50s, they're like, oh my god, I'm fat now, what do I do about this? And once you've gotten to that point, like, getting back to a back to a healthy point is much harder than just maintaining a healthy point. And that's pretty much where, like, also I just I just feel better working out every day. Like, when I don't get a, at least, at a bare minimum, at least get, like, a long walk-in in the morning, I I feel awful throughout the day. Like, if I go do a, um, a set of four videos, for example, and I haven't just thrashed the bike and done some kettlebell stuff, it gets to that third or fourth video, and I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I making videos on the internet? It's so difficult. Because I haven't done anything, uh, anything difficult that day. Like, give yourself a fucking difficult workout in the morning. Make it harder than anything else you're going to do throughout the day, and everything else is going to be easy. Like, if you've got, you know, a big presentation, you've got fucking bunch of videos to make, you got a big interview, if you beat the shit out of yourself in the morning, whatever else you've got going on for the rest of the day is gonna be so much easier. Like, there's... Nothing is going to be harder on you than how hard you can go on yourself if you... if you are really trying to, like... really trying to get... Like, push yourself with it. Not, like, push yourself to the point of hurting. Like, that's, that's not a useful... Like, that's not a useful way to handle it. But, like, don't just go light on the bike. Like, oh, we're going for a pleasant a pleasant stroll. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking sprint and we're going to be in a pool of water. We're going to be in a pool of sweat. And when I get off this bike, if I touch anything, it will just be moist great word it'll just be covered in sweat like that's the, that's the the way i want to start my day then i jump this is this is not like a meme get in a fucking cold shower i actually do <laughs> like when i jump in the shower i just i have the cold water on like at the start is it's not that bad you get used to it um i'm not the sort of person where it's like have a cold shower 
but I, I feel like having, like, if I'm not already awake after the bike, there's some days where it's like, you know, I don't go as hard, but if you, like, if you jump into a shower when it's cold, that will wake you up. Turn the hot water on after that. But that, 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 like, first hit of cold, that will wake you up if you're not already awake. Especially if it's on your back. Like, I, I find that on my stomach and my chest area, like, it doesn't feel as cold. But for some reason, maybe it's, like, especially after the bike, like, you sweat it. Like, most of the sweat is, like, going down your back. Maybe that's why, like, if you have that cold water hit there, it's like, okay, I'm awake. Okay, sure, let's go. Because <laughs> I'm not a, um... I'm not a caffeine drinker in the morning. I'm not a major caffeine drinker anyway. Now, I do drink iced coffees, like, probably too much. I don't have them in the morning, though. Um, usually, if I have one, it's, like, in the afternoon. And I don't have one every day. It'll be, like, maybe once or twice a week. The most caffeine I get is from drinking tea, but the... The amount of caffeine you get from tea is considerably lower than, you know, like a fucking espresso, double espresso, fucking triple espresso. I think, I think this is a, yeah, this is like basically a double espresso equivalent. Also full of lots of sugar. It's really bad. Like these are horrible for you, but they are delicious. So I keep drinking them. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be a, a really big coffee drinker. Um, I would have maybe... On a slow day, five cups. On a on a day where I'm getting a lot of shit done, it'd be like seven or eight cups of coffee in a day. And when I stopped drinking coffee, the first thing I noticed, probably after the shakes stopped. Yeah, after the shakes stopped and after I actually like felt good again, what I realized is holy shit. I, I have been, like, absolute, like, you forget that caffeine is a stimulant after you are drinking that much caffeine. And when you stop taking a stimulant, you're like, oh my god, wow, this is what it's like to be chill. Huh. Wow, I like this. <laughs> I, I get why a lot of people drink a lot of coffee, like, it makes sense, you gotta, if you gotta really fast-paced day and all that, but I think if... <sighs> One thing I think you should probably avoid is energy drinks. Like, my housemate drinks a lot of them. Like, I think he's cut back on them now, but um, used to be, like, two or three mothers or rock stars or whatever a day, and it's like, that's that's a bit... That's a bit much. That's definitely a bit much. Speaking of someone who used to drink a lot of coffee, like, that's a bit much. But I know some people who drink them like their water. And like when I was in high school, there were like there there are kids that will just drink mothers and drink rock stars and drink monsters. Like you're a you're a 15 year old. Why do you need an energy drink? You have more energy than you will have at any other point in your life. You don't need more of it. Just Calm down. Don't drink that. You'll be fine. Drink something else. Anything else. Maybe not anything else. But not the fucking monster. <laughs> I've said it before, maybe it's not a not a popular opinion. I think uh I think energy drinks should be treated the same way that like 
alcohol should, like is treated and the way that like cigarettes are treated. You shouldn't be able to buy them like until you're 18. A 21's dumb. America's weird. I don't know why Americans like, let's make the drinking age 21, but we can go fight in war at 18. Someone's going to give me shit for that. I think your drinking age is stupid. Um, I think the drinking age in Australia is stupid as well because most people drink when they're like way younger than 18, but you know, it is what it is. I think my first drink, okay, first drink I actually finished because I did steal my dad's beer as like a toddler because he just left it on the table and toddlers like to just steal things. Um, my first drink I actually finished, I was like 12 or something. And then like, you know, have a casual drink every so often from then. Um... But, like, the, the 21 thing... I, I've never understood the, the 21 drinking age. Like, that's just weird to me. Because uh, Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but is there anything else in America where it's 21? Because I, I know it's not 21 to join the military. It's not 21... Is it not... Actually, what's the age for cigarettes? United States cigarettes. Uh... Uh, uh, purchase age. Is it 18? Okay, no, it is 20. Okay, it's 21 for tobacco as well. Okay, I was going to say, if it was, if it was, or is it different state? Actually, it might be different state by state. Uh, okay. Mm. Ah, okay. So you, the United States is 21, but Canada is sensible to 18. Why? What the fuck? Some parts of Canada, it's 19. Canada's a weird place. Canada is a very weird place. Um, why did we get here? I don't remember. I need a guy that just remembers stuff for me. <laughs> I need a Jamie. It, at some point, if the podcast actually does well, I'm going to hire a Jamie that, uh, that, that handles all of the, like, you know, bringing up topics and fucking remembering shit for me that I'm going to forget. Uh... Why did I get here? Drinking age, cigarettes. I don't remember. Something about America being dumb. Yeah. That sounds like something I talk about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have talked about nothing this episode. Literally nothing. I've I've I think I've talked about four topics on this list so far. This sometimes happens. Like sometimes I will I I will get these things planned out. Like, I want to talk about this, I'm gonna talk about that. And then I just get on tangents about something else that happens and just talk about anything else the topics are usually here just as like uh you know conversation starters conversation revivers but when when these tangents happen i can speak for an hour 45 apparently about anything anything else that's not even related to anything on this list but it kind of works out because this episode is going to be it's not going to be a, a timely episode so it kind of makes sense to not focus heavily on uh on topical things but i guess this one it's so untopical that we can talk about it um <laughs> the wl roots based xsc xwfm for wayland code taking shit that is such a mess to say 
Um, XFC is slowly getting to the point where it's possibly going to have a a Wayland version. The other two major DEs, Gnome and KDE, they've had Wayland versions for a very long time, but the XFC side has been much smaller. XFC has always been a much smaller desktop anyway, because it, its purpose is sort of being the desktop environment for the for the older hardware. Generally, generally, it's not like the... It's not your first choice. Someone who loves XFC is probably going to be like, XFC is always my first choice. It's so great. And that's fine. If, it, if it's first choice, go and enjoy it. Uh, but for most other people, it's not. Um, they did have a earlier version called... Where is the name? Where is the name? Things like XF Away or something. XF Away. Okay, is this... Uh, is this actually a different article than I originally had? Did I find two articles in the same, like, day from Pharonix about two different things? XF Way. Give me a second. It is XF Way. Here we go. So this is their old thing they were making. It's not a part of XFC. It's just an experimental thing. This was going to be a Lib Western based, uh, based compositor. This was made back before XF... Uh, um, sorry, before WL Roots had, like, taken, uh, taken Root as much as it had. So it sort of made sense to build it directly off of the, off of the reference compositor. Um, but they're actually making a new version, because that old version, basically dead, it didn't ever really go anywhere, hadn't really been fully developed. Um... But there is this... Yeah, this is a different article. What the fuck? They wrote two articles about the same thing within, like, a day or two. Pharonix covers literally everything. Um, this is why I love Pharonix. But they have a new version called XFWM4-Wayland, which is not a great name either. Uh, is this the old version? Oh, this is the one they talked about... Ah, this is the one that, this is the original article I saw. So the new one is called XFWM4 Wayland. Uh it's got no description, website, topic. It's got no nothing about the about section. It's got oh, it's got a readme. Um, but this is the new version. So this is a Wayland. Uh, so this is the WL Roots uh version of XFCE. There was discussion, I know there was this roadmap for XFC on Wayland um, that hadn't really gone anywhere. It's still like there is some changes happening here and there. It's mainly just about brainstorming ideas. But the question was mainly around whether to use Mutter or use WL Roots. It seems like they have agreed upon WL Roots. Now this is the direction they're going to be uh going going forward and it makes sense because mutter is what um is gnome's compositor and gnome being gnome it doesn't really make any sense to build something on their tools because gnome only cares pretty much about what gnome's doing like they're not trying to build this this general compositor base they're trying to build gnome and that that's fair like it makes sense like that's that's what you're trying to do um but yeah. Uh 
I am interested to see where this goes because there is going to come a point. It may not be a point like, you know, anytime soon, like in the next five, maybe in the next five years, I would say. But there is going to come a point, maybe like 10 or so years from now, where Xorg is le like legitimately going to be on the way out. And some people don't like to hear that, but it's kind of the truth. Xorg does still have some value over on the BSD side, but even over there, there is efforts to port Wayland over and to get Wayland compositors working over there. And in some cases, I think on, I want to say free open, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say free BSD and I'm going to be wrong. Um, free BSD Wayland. Um, uh, maybe, okay, there is some effort on FreeBSD, but I know there was a working compositor on one of them. Maybe it was OpenBSD. Ah, uh, no, it was FreeBSD. Um, Hikari. The Hikari compositor. Because we're weebs, and we have to name things with Japanese names. Um, it's OpenBSD, where there's not really much going on there. But this is functional right now. You can go and use this on FreeBSD. I don't know if it's any good, but it is a thing that exists. It is a stacking Wayland compositor. So it's a, uh, it is a floating, it is a floating window manager, which, eh, uh, eh. Uh. Oh, no, it does, it does tiling. Okay, it does tile, but it calls itself stacking. Wouldn't that gen... Maybe it's it's primarily stacking, but has some tiling aspects. Hmm, that seems to be the thing they're going for. Um, but yeah, there's going to come a time where we pretty much just move on from, uh, from, from Xorg. And I want... I, I want these things that have been around for a long time to keep living on. And moving over to Wayland is pretty much the only way that's going to happen. Some people think I am, like, a Wayland shill and that, you know, I don't know, I, I, I guess I'm trying to push Wayland. That's, I, I, I'm not pushing Wayland. Like, Wayland's already being pushed by the developers. I'm just here to tell you, I, I guess in some way you could say I'm pushing Wayland, but I'm more trying to explain the state that it's in and give you a good understanding of what's actually going on because there is a lot of really bad and really outdated information about the state that Wayland's in what works what doesn't work and someone has to be here to be covering a lot of this stuff there are specific like there are people covering specific things like um, Niccolo does a great job covering KDE stuff, for example. Baby Wogue does a great stuff covering GNOME stuff. But as, like, a general landscape, I'm pretty much the only one that's doing that at a... at any sort of... at any sort of scale. There are probably smaller channels that I've not run across. Um, but... I want to make sure that people have a good understanding of what's actually going on and 
I, I, I want to be, I just, I forgot this was here. I got freaked out for just a second. Um, I want Waylon to be good because I know it's going to be the future. And when I say it's the future, that does not mean it is the present. I actually mean it is the future. 10 years, probably it will be unless something else comes along. There's no shot that development is moving back to Exorg. So unless something else comes along, Wayland is pretty much the only bet that we have. All the development effort is behind Wayland. So I don't see any reason to try to like change that current somewhere else. There are some other like little things like Arkin, for example, but there is no momentum behind it. Like not even the Arkin supporters support Arkan enough to actually have any momentum behind it. Wayland is where it's at, and, you know, kind of is what it is. Um, we've got, like, four minutes left. Is there anything else I want to talk about on here before we end off the show? Um, I guess we'll mention a couple of things, a couple of quick things that you may have heard about already. Uh, Epic has been fined nearly $800 million over Fortnite's microtransaction and um, privacy practices. So the one of the main focuses on here... I actually, I wonder if this says the full set of things. Uh... FTC alleged Epic violated the copper rule by collecting personal information from children under 13 who played Fortnite without notifying their parents or obtaining their parents' consent and enabled real-time voice and text chat communications for children and teens by default. So basically having, like, online communications for people who are under 13, which, you know, are uh, the FTC and the copper rule and a big fan of. Um, the other big one is FTC alleged that Epic used dark patterns to trick players into making unwanted purchases and let children rack up unauthorized charges without any parental involvement. That's based around the use of um the use of V-Bucks and the the predatory way that they are priced, the predatory way that they are sort of an abstraction of money. I've said before I don't hate the idea of in-game currency, but I don't like it when you have these weird, abstracted, hey, you can buy... This thing costs, um, let's say, 1,050 V-Bucks, and you can buy in... You can buy 300, you can buy 500, you can buy, uh, you know, 750 or whatever. Uh, no, you can buy 700 but you can never get exactly the amount you need. This, I feel, is predatory. And the FTC agrees here. Also, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of gamers are uh, joining together to try to stop the Microsoft Activision deal. Um, it's 10 people who are trying to stop it. So whether they can do anything, I don't know. But I know there are some other... The FTC also isn't a... Uh isn't a big fan of it either. Um, yeah. I don't know whether this deal is actually going to happen. The main, like, the main uh, issue here is there is concerns that Microsoft is going to stop the, uh, the release of Call of Duty 
on the uh, the the PlayStation on the Sony systems. I don't know whether they'll do that. That feels like a way to just throw money like into a into like in the hole and just throw away any potential sales. But there is a possibility there, and there's also the concern that Microsoft just owns a lot of companies at this point. Like buying buying Activision. You get Activision, Blizzard, and King, and all of the subsidiaries that those own, like Toys for Bob, for example, the guys who uh, who did the new Spyro um, reboot and the Crash Bandicoot reboot, and like a bunch of these other smaller studios where you don't really think they are involved with Activision or Microsoft, all just joining together. There is this concern that there is this a this monopolization of the of the gaming industry. I think it's very it's interesting to see where this is going to go. I don't know if the deal is going to happen. I don't really have a horse in this race, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it and uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about it regardless of which way it actually goes. So, yeah, that's pretty much going to be it for me. I have to go and uh, clean the house before my parents get here so that the house is clean and my mum doesn't just run around all day trying to clean it because she will do that if I let her. Uh, yeah. So, go watch the main channel, Brody Robertson. I do Linux videos six-ish days a week. Uh, I don't know what's going to be on the channel right now because this is coming out in, like, two weeks. Um, the gaming channel is Brody on Games. Possibly... We have not wiped in the run that Ren and I are doing in uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. So that might still be going, but it also might have be reset. That's a possibility as well. And I'd probably still be playing Kingdom Hearts 3-5 over two days. Uh, I should be getting like maybe like three quarters of the way through, but I'm not sure. And this channel... If you are watching on the YouTubes, there is an audio version, Tech Over T. You can find that basically anywhere. Anywhere you can find an audio podcast. And then if you're listening to the audio, the video version is available on YouTube. If you've not seen it yet, go watch the EG episode that came out last week. Like last week for you guys, not last week for me. I actually just recorded that one like a couple of days ago. It was a really good episode. We talked about like open source games and games we'd played in that sort of in that sort of category and opinions we had on them. And he mentioned a lot of games that I'd not really heard of before. So go check that out if you care at all about gaming and at all about open source. You want to combine the two together. So yeah. That's gonna be it for me. And I think that's pretty much everything then. So, enjoy your day, enjoy your night, enjoy... I hope you enjoyed your New Year's and your Christmas. And next week, there should be some exciting episodes coming out. So, yeah, that's going to be it for me, and... I'm out. I don't know if you heard that. You know, I'm going to turn it up. If I turn this up... I'm out. I was concerned you'd be able to, like, hear my fan, which I do have going right now because it's hot in here because it's Australia and it's summer in December. It is... What is the temperature right now? It is current... Fuck off, it's 25 Celsius. No, it's not. 
Oh, uh, no, 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 it's not 25. This room is like 32 minimum. Anyway, I'm going to go. Enjoy your day. Peace out. And uh, bye-bye.